Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. You might hear a few times today. Just remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. I see YMI, which is in case you missed it. SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. For the last couple of decades, I've been a voice and sounding board for SMBs and their trusted advisors. So these days, one of my favorite things to do in the age of being able to produce a show from one's attic or basement, I like to offer what's left of my mind, my voice, to a live weekly talk show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. I have to say... I am in some great company on talkradio.myc. If you're an entrepreneur and you enjoy topics of interest surrounding the business world and you are a professional service provider, you should check out the folks here on Fridays at talkradio.myc. You got Tommy D on philanthropy and focus before me and right beside me today. Who doesn't love a double dose of Tommy D? Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web after me and Joseph Franklin McElroy on wise content creates wealth later today. Over the last 20 years, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we are so anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked. They're swept under the rug. They're forgotten in favor of fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. On Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. And sometimes those folks are one in the same. They're both. Coincidentally, my name means, my last name means free in German, which is a nice fun fact for everybody. It's not just a play on words. I love plays on words. I love alliteration. I love all of that. But there is some deeper meaning here. There's deeper relationships formed. There's deeper thought. I just want to make sure you guys know that. It's almost the weekend. I got shades on. Let's get this party started. Today's topic of discussion, 60 days of service. Our special guest this week, he might sound familiar. You might know him as the nonprofit sector connector. In addition to amplifying the messages of nonprofit organizations, this philanthropist has committed to doing 60 days of service hashtag included, in the nonprofit world before the end of 2021. When he's not hosting his show or acting like a pillar of the community, this guest works with SMBs who are looking to be employers of choice. He provides the knowledge and experience business owners and their employees need to have the most successful employee benefits programs around. Have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? probably. We're on talkradio.myc. That's where we chat. That's where we commiserate. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight provided on the SMB landscape, take it, harness it over the weekend, use it to create more impact on Monday morning. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, the new tech, whatever it is in my travels, Products change every single day in every other facet of our lives. Personal, business, your kids, it doesn't matter. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and keeping a focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goal. You do that, I promise you people, the right products will be there. When you need them, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, our guest today is none other than the one the only, the incomparable, Tommy DeMisa. Host of Philanthropy and Focus, Director of Strategic Alliances at Vanguard Insurance Agency, National Director at The Networking Group, which is 
a networking group, not just a clever name, people. That's actually how I met Tommy D a few years back now. Tommy D, tireless connector, philanthropist, employee benefits consultant, sales and business development professional. He brings many years of expertise and passion around creating strategic alliances with business owners and their trusted advisors. Tommy D is known as a selfless connector who consistently adds value to his networking partners, clients, and the community at large. Tommy's work at ADP, Trinet, CoAdvantage, honed his expertise in PEO, which stands for Professional Employer Organizations, everybody, and HR Outsourcing. During his time at Safeguard Global, uh, Tommy helped businesses tackle the global need for easy and agile global employment outsourcing solutions. A little different when you have folks overseas and in the U.S. Uh, Through his variety of experience, Tommy has become keenly aware of the options available in the HR and benefits market, which positions him as an extremely effective employee benefits consultant with Vanguard Insurance Agency. So there's many things that this gentleman does, folks. Anyone who speaks to Tommy for just a few minutes here becomes aware of his tremendous, tremendous passion for the nonprofit sector, which has made him a beloved philanthropic activist. Tommy created Philanthropy in Focus, a weekly live talk show, but also in my mind, and I know in Tommy D's as well, a movement that amplifies the message of nonprofits, provides support to these undervalued, underfunded, and sometimes underappreciated organizations through networking opportunities, thought leadership, and an awesome podcast. Tommy sits on the board boards of the Bayside Business Association, TSI Cares, the Health and Business Alliance, and TNG, the networking group, as the chief culture officer, and also the Lindy Liu Foundation, which uh, I'm going to have him tell you a little bit about shortly. Uh, Tommy D lives on Long Island with his wife and four children, uh, Tommy D is the topic of the day. He is the 60 days of service. It's not just a, you know, a clever name here, people. It is his hashtag. As always, we will discuss my favorite questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist you'd like to hear play it? From the basements of New Jersey to the attics of Long Island, Tommy D. Welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you here, brother. Oh, what's up, brother? I've been looking forward to this ever since I saw you start a show. I was like, one day I'm going to be on that show. Someday he's going to invite me. The stars are going to align. I'll come up to the attic with a basket of sunglasses. I'll try on different sunglasses to see which ones are the ones that I should wear on the show. And I think I'm going with these Ray-Bans. I just got to clean them. On my Philanthropy and Focus t-shirt, I'll just clean up these shades, Steve. It's always Friday, baby. And every Friday morning, you'll find me here, and then you follow me up, man. So I'm psyched to be here. Thanks for having me from my attic to your basement, brother. What's up, kid? How we doing? I love it. And thank God you've picked some shades, Tommy D, that are not polarized because it makes it very difficult to look at the screen. So in this part of the show, Tommy, I really like the guests to talk a little bit about how they got to where they are today. Not necessarily from the book of Genesis, but you've had some very interesting travels. I'll arguably very close to some of my own. I want you to give everyone a couple minutes on how you got to where you are today. Right. That's, I appreciate that. And uh, it's funny as I'm listening to you tell that bio, you know, I, I know I'm a big Tommy D fan, but listening to you tell my story, I was like, wow, this guy sounds great. I'd like to learn more about him. And then I realized we were talking about me. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. So, you know, I, uh, I grew up out here on Long Island and believe it or not, I, 
I started working. I was just talking to one of my kids about this. Um, I started working when I was like 11, 12 years old, man. I was, I was delivering papers and then I started washing dishes in the deli. And uh, believe it or not, you know, you guys who know me might, might not be so surprised, but I was a bartender for many years. Uh, my uncle owned a store, a, a restaurant, bar restaurant out in uh, Nassau County in Long Island. So I spent a lot of years in the bar business and, uh, you know, thought I was going to be Sam Malone one day. You know, Steve, like, actually, I should have told you that was one of my favorite shows, but I thought I'd grow up and, and like own the bar and the whole thing. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, I didn't. And that was that was probably a good move not to do that. But I, um, you know, got a brother and a sister, good parents, good family, the whole thing, a lot of cousins and all. And uh, was talking to my uncle one day and always knew ever since I was a kid, people would say, oh, Tommy D, you're a salesman, you know, you're, you're going to be a salesman one day, that kind of stuff. So we had a family function. And I said to my uncle, um, yeah, I graduated college. And I said, you know, I, I'm going to go into sales. And he said, well, why don't you, uh, he had worked for ADP for many years. So he goes, why don't you go, why don't you come work at ADP? And I said, I don't even know what that really, what that's all about. And he says, well, we, we do payroll. And I said, cool. I still don't know what really what you're talking about. So to kind of like make a long story short, I interviewed and, you know, like sell me this pen kind of stuff. Steve. Sure. It's like kind of part of the interview and stuff. So I walk in and I, I take an interview for that job. And I, I'm still like got the bar in the back of my head. So I pretend I walk in like to this VP of sales at ADP for the interview. And I'm like, oh, dude, uh, oh, wow. I really like this mahogany bar. Like we're in this office and the guy is kind of like caught off guard. I'm role playing this whole thing. Just like assuming he's got, for those of you not in, in, familiar, I'm assuming he's got 35 employees weekly, you know, in Queens. And that, that's a nice account for, for back in the day in the small, medium sized yeah. business. Uh, so anyway, I spent about eight years at ADP and um, to, to what you said up front, did learn a lot about payroll, learn a lot about business. But what I, 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 you know, what I learned about a lot, Stephen, we'll, maybe we'll talk more about this today is, is about connecting and about relationships. And when I got there, they give you a box of business cards. <laughs> they give you a box of business cards. Um, laughing at some of the photos Steve's putting up there for me. And they said, go find, go find the quota, go find the number. And they say, go, go talk to CPAs because like as if the CPAs are waiting there for this, you know, this fresh kid out of ADP University to, to refer it, it, him or her into their clients. <laughs> yeah. So, so I learned, you know, as that's a 24, 25 year old kid as a 43 year old man looking back at it. You know, I learned a lot about relationships and making an impact and adding value and, and, and reciprocity really inside of business, you know, and um, to this day, I know, you know, in, in, in our relationship, it's friends, but also in your business, I know that, you know, CPAs and, and guys like me, brokers are important to your practice and That's certainly true. important to mine, but it's not about, Hey, Mr. And Mrs. CPA, you should be referring business. It's, Hey, how do we, how, where's the strategic alliance? How do we help each other out? Where's that value? So I think that kind of takes, a, you know, another angle into, uh, the philanthropy I do, the volunteer work, we'll talk 60 days of service, all that stuff today, but it's just, I'm really focused on making an impact and adding value. And that, that sounds very, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe it's, it's too general, maybe it's amorphous, but it's finding ways each day where the people I interact with are better off for having connected with me that day. Yeah, I, I think you share a common sentiment to, to myself, which is you want to leave the folks that you interact with better off than they were before. And you're in a great position to do that. And I am as well. And it's, Something that a lot of folks, especially if they're labeled as sales strategy, business development, they tend to forget that sometimes that that's how basic and how awesome that that thought can be is that 
make a relationship. How that, how can we best help each other? How do we help each other get to our respective goals? And that's something that, that gets off, often overlooked these days. And that's why I get so hell-bent about it's about the people in the process before the actual product. You focus on the people in the process, you'll get the product you're looking for, whether it's revenue or quota attained or utilization with a particular technology that you're looking at. But you know, give us a little bit on, because you know, you're a man of many talents and I like to think of myself that way as well. well I appreciate the compliment. I, I don't know. I might, maybe three, but all right, I'll, I'll play. <laughs> By the way, we uh, one of them is not being a train conductor. If for any reason you guys hear the Long Island Railroad, Tommy D does live on the uh, 51st state of Long Island. So, yes, we're going for hear the Long Island Railroad go by. It is local to most people in Long Island. So just be aware of that. You know, Steve, to your point, I, and, uh, you know, I don't know if people know this, but, you know, when I was living in a different part of the island, you know, I would go look for a house and people would say, well, you can hear the train or you're right by the, anywhere you go on this island, the train is there. It doesn't really, and especially in my attic, it's like always there. A couple times. That's why it's called Long Island. It's long and narrow. Yeah, I guess it is. I, I guess, man. I, I you know, uh, so what were you going to say? I'm not a train conductor. I cut you off. I think it's my show for a second. You're, you're, you're not a train conductor, but there are other things that you do. There are a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, what, 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 you know, the train situation, man, has become a big joke, and it's actually become a guest on the show, on my show, on philanthropy and focus here on the network. Sometimes, you know, you got to call it out when it shows up. It's like a guest that, hey, well, hello, train. <laughs> so I'll, I'll pull it back here for just a second. I'll, I'll give everyone a nice updated picture of the fire pit with my dog Samson next to it. So I met you at a networking group, the networking group, which is you know the, one of the many logos you have on your resume. It's no surprise that you're a people person of people first type of personality. You love to meet people. You love to make the connections. And to me, that's one of the biggest products there is out there. It has nothing to do with what insurance plans that you can connect folks with through Vanguard or just becoming a member of the networking group or being a guest on Philanthropy and Focus. It's just, it's making the connection with these people and having meaningful conversation. You know, we are both notoriously, I hate to say it, loud and outspoken folks, you know? We've both decided to use those efforts, and thank God for that, you know, for fun and productive use these days. It's been a blast getting these shows moving in the right direction right around the same time and exploring the process of having a weekly live talk show kind of side by side, which is, that's been an absolute blast. But you and I, and, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're both firm believers in working with employers who really care about their employees. I know you you always call it employers who are employers of choice or striving to be employers of choice. They care about their people. Their people are the biggest asset. It just seems natural for you, especially of all people that I know, to work and really kind of cater to the nonprofit sector as the nonprofit sector connector because it's more about passion than it is about products. We can both bring our favorite product to the table, which, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I really think it's the the connection is our favorite product that we like to talk about and that we like to bring to the table. So I want to dive into that a little bit deeper with you, but we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Tommy DeVisa, Director of Strategic Alliances at Vanguard, National Director of TNG, as well as the host of Philanthropy and Focus. Stay with us. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? 
Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL, every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me. It's Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with the one, the only nonprofit sector connector, Tommy DeMisa, Director of Strategic Alliances with Vanguard Insurance Agency, National Director of the Networking Group, the man, the myth, the legend, the nonprofit sector connector. So, Tommy, you know, I, I, I'm so excited we're having finally having a chance to have this conversation. I know we've been talking about it for a long time. Before we kick off the uh, the method behind the madness here, I just wanted to read something real quick from a book that's about philanthropy. Lots of books about philanthropy out there. This book that I that I that I found out out, out and about was uh, called "Giving Well, Doing Good: Readings for Thoughtful Philanthropists," edited by a lady named Amy Cass. Philanthropy in American Society. It says in the book. Philanthropy flourishing here, millions of American amounts of money, time, energy, in organized efforts to promote numerous civic goods. The scale of giving is unprecedented, as are the range of activities that philanth- that receive philanthropic support. At the same time, however, American philanthropy also faces unprecedented challenges, in part the result of its ever-growing importance and the changes that have accompanied its success. So a lot of thoughts come to mind there, especially with the pandemic that we just all lived through and in theory are coming out of little things getting a little looser rounds of golf, you know, are abundant bar visits, restaurant visits. They're happening for sure. So Tommy, the method behind the madness, the methods, the scientific part of the show, what do you do? How do you do it? 
How do you go to market for it? I know that you're very focused on people, which is why I love you so much. You are a tireless connector. You are the nonprofit sector connector. Lay it on us. Give us a little bit of the method behind madness. You know, first of all, I love you back. Let's start there. Um, you know, you, I want to tell you a lot of stories, but I, since you're doing definitely <laughs> great picture, I love that picture, man. I'm not a big jean wearing guy, but I, I don't went <laughs> really well with my New Balance sneakers there. So, philanthropy, the desire to promote the welfare of others, expressed especially by generous donation of money to good causes. So it says expressed especially by the generous donation, but it doesn't say philanthropy is only um, rich people writing big checks. It's Philanthropy can be much more. So I'll, I'll talk to you about kind of method of us as a firm at the Vanguard Agency, although, you know, what I really want to focus on with you and uh, is the idea of service. I'll give you kind of another definition. I like it. Remember you used to start the paper, Steve, when you're in high school and you write, Webster's defined service as. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, I got nine words. I, I only got 400, 491 words. I always oh. have that stereotypical picture of writing a book that says chapter one with the old school typewriter and absolutely <laughs> nothing after it. And, so. and then you're like, it, the thing moves and you got to push it back. Like, exactly. <laughs> like you're Hemingway writing a book somewhere. So, so service, the action of helping or doing work for someone, it, it, you know, that to me, I'll tell you the truth. I, I, I was not very philanthropic. I was not necessarily service oriented. I wasn't a bad guy. I was just, you know, a young guy, selfish and whatnot, and wasn't really focused on any of this about, um, about five years ago, a lot of things came together. And, you know, it's funny when you look back to tell the story, I'm not sure if this is the exact way it went down, but, you know, this is how I remember it going down, you know. So we, you know, two partners of mine in the Vanguard Insurance Agency, we sat down and we did an assessment about five years ago and said, look, um, who do we like to serve? Who do we want to serve more? Let's focus on a specific industry and nonprofit kept coming up for us. And at the time, uh, you mentioned earlier the Lindy Lou Foundation, you know, which is um, <laughs> you're quick. Uh, you got the pictures going, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not uh, if you're not watching the show, just listening. Steve's got the uh, he's a visual DJ. So yeah, Lindy Lou Foundation. My cousin Linda passed away uh, about nine years ago, and my aunt, and my cousins, founded the Lindy Lou Foundation in memory of Linda. Uh, really, as a legacy to to find a uh, kind of those rainbows. You know, what was that movie? Um, silver linings playbook or something a couple of years back. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. so to kind of find those silver linings, you know, and uh, the Lindy Lou foundation is just, it's, it's in memory, Linda, but every dollar that gets raised goes to nonprofit organizations for doing work in my favorite part or one of the two favorite parts for me of the nonprofit sector, but the intellectually and developmentally disabled and, you know, organizations that are doing surf camps uh, for individuals with disabilities, uh, organizations that do employment work and, you know, shout out to Corporate Source and Best Buddies of New York City and um, uh, Surfer's Way down in Long Beach, Long Island and Spirit of Huntington Art Center, et cetera, et cetera. Many of whom have, have been on my program, Philanthropy and Focus. But, you know, to me, it's how do you align those sort of passions and what, what really gets you juiced and gets you fired up? And for me, it it's watching these organizations blossom. It's watching these organizations make an impact. So, Part of that's Vanguard, part of that's Lindy Lou. All of it is philanthropy and focus. You know, I used to say this. It was like, where does, you know, Steve, I, I would say, I don't actually know where my quote unquote philanthropy starts and my business ends and my business starts and my philanthropy ends, et cetera, because it's all just one thing. So I think when we can figure out ways um, 
to align our passion to what it is we do. You know, the, the old thing, you know, if you find something you love to do, you never work a day in your life. Okay. I love that. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I could dig that. A couple of weeks ago on, on my show, uh, Genevieve Pitoro came on talking about passion and, and pajamas and things like that and really aligning what we're passionate about. So my deal is if I can find a way, wow, you are quick. Uh, if I can find a way to align what I dig doing, which is amplifying the message for these nonprofit organizations and helping them back to the Vanguard side, best serve their employees. I think if an organization serves their employees with a better benefits package with a better associate employee experience, then I think those employees are better positioned to serve the consumers, the constituents, the stakeholders, whoever it is that that organization is serving. So, so I think that's, that's kind of the method around it. Um, I've always been a big fan of the idea around, especially with respect to employees, train them so that they can leave, but treat them so they never will. It's a scary experience, though, for a leader to hear that, right? But some of the best leaders say exactly that, right? Absolutely. And that's, again, like leadership is something that comes, you know, top down. And it's it's something where, you know, it's you got to practice what you preach a little bit, especially if you're trying to engage employees. You know, and you in the nonprofit sector, it's something that you and I have recognized for a long time is that folks don't necessarily go to work in the nonprofit world because they're looking for a huge paycheck. And to me, a lot of times I equate paycheck and revenue and quota attainment with product, where it's more about, to me, in every aspect, not just nonprofits, it's about the right people first executing the right process. And especially if you're going to work in the nonprofit sector, whether if you're an SMB, an employee, or you're a trusted advisor, you have to really embody some of that passion because it's a very passionate driven type of industry. And that's why I get so excited every time I talk to you about the nonprofit industry. <laughs> well, I just get excited talking to you in general. So I, I <laughs> so <laughs> I've been looking forward to this since we decided to do this, man. Like I'm, I was totally stoked. I mean, just happy to be here. Let me put my sunglasses back. <laughs> so, you know, there's many, there's many aspects to your being as there is with me and a lot of folks these days, you know, especially with, you know, with all of us going virtual, the world of, of conducting business and even just being the best virtual presentation of yourself and your business and your offering to people is difficult. Talk to us a little bit about that. You're an, you're an accomplished employee benefits consultant. You're a serial connector, serial networker. These are all things that I know and love. And I know you were kind of on the fence about getting going with your own show and all of that. You know, Talk to us a little bit about that. When you say, uh, do you want me to talk about doing the show? Like that, that hesitation or what? What would you want me to say? I, I, I wanted I wanted you to talk about like just you know the, some of the, the method behind what you're doing is you're a big connector, you're a people guy, right? So you're in the networking group. You're you're the national director of the networking group, which is again a vetted community of professionals. Tommy D, tri- trivial part, uh, started by Michael Goldberg, author of Knockout Networking. You know all folks that really love the power of connection. You love the power of connection. I love the power of connection. That's kind of what drew us together in the first place. Yep. You, know, you and I have the fortunate position where we both love the group benefits industry. I've, I've spent a lot of my life dealing in the, 
the, the retirement 401k side of things, uh, a lot more on the, the group health benefit side. And that's where you spent a lot of your time as well. So, you know, you and I always have a lot to talk about, but somewhere in the middle, you know, really lies the process end of things. And, you know, I've, I'm, you know, I'm somebody who likes to shoot my mouth off. And so are you, somebody likes to talk about things that are important to you because both of us are so passionate. So, you know, talk to us a little bit, just what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Like, you know, I started the show, you started one very shortly thereafter. Like we're both having a great time with this. So let me tell you really quick, because here's what I can tell you. Guy called Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, you probably heard of him. I like to listen to Gary V. Um, Bunch of he, you know, a lot of what he talks about is very similar. Uh, one day he said, though, if you're passionate about something, whatever the heck it is, if it's if it's comic books from the 1980s, whatever, if it's if it's magic tricks that people use, you know, to, to start conversation, whatever, I'm making things up. Because if you're passionate about something, there are other people that are passionate about it. You'll find your audience and you can go out and create content. So, so for two and a half years, I went around saying, I'm going to start a podcast where I interview nonprofit executive leaders. Yeah. And for two and a half years, I didn't do that. <laughs> I went around saying it. <laughs> so, so 2020 rolls around, pandemic, and I'm locked away in my attic. Not always locked away in my attic. Everybody who's listening, it's just a kind of shtick thing. They let me out for coffee and to use the facilities, but then they put me right back up in the attic. I'm locked away in my attic, summer 2020, and I said, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. I got Zoom. I got a bunch of monitors on my desk. I'm going to do it. I asked a bunch of my friends who are executive directors of nonprofits, hey, can I interview you? on my podcast, they go, we didn't know you had a podcast. Well, I go, well, you're the first interview. So (laughs) how would you know? So we get on, we do a couple of these. I just record them on, on zoom, uh, put them on my YouTube page and that's where it ended. And I realized, Steve, I'm good at a handful of things and you know, I'm more of a starter, less of a finisher. I got a lot of ideas, like lots of ideas. Yeah. I need an implementer on my team. I need a finisher. I need somebody like that, right? So in this particular scenario, shout out to Sam Leibowitz and his team here at talkradio.nyc because honestly, I didn't want to do the other technical stuff. I wanted to show up like we're doing now, do this show, have the conversation with my guest, and literally leave my show at 11 o'clock and go shoot a video about the show I just did, not have to worry about any of the technical stuff. So, (laughs) So the thing that kind of, I don't know if it held me back or whatever, but it was like, I just had to make that commitment. And January, I, I did that. I made the commitment. I said, I'm all in. But it was, I, I think the idea really came out of my passion, as you say, for this sector, but then something that I wanted to do and, and just kind of leaning in man, and doing it. Yeah, aside from a commitment, though, I think it's something you put out there to the universe is I'm actually going to start doing this now and I'm going to not do it myself. I'm going to partner with people. And it's similar to the road I traveled. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about a little bit about another thing you put out there to the universe, which is the actual 60 days of service. You're going to accomplish 60 days of service before the end of 2021 in the nonprofit world. We're going to talk more about that when we come back with Tommy DeBisa, the host of Philanthropy and Focus. Stay with us. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
each week here on talkradio.nyc. I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Tommy DeMisa, Director of Strategic Alliances, Vanguard Insurance Agency, uh, host of Philanthropy and Focus, National Director at The Networking Group. We were starting to encroach on the madness that is mine and Tommy D's life. And I want to go a little bit deeper there, since that's the idea behind this segment of the show, is the madness, the artistic observational part of the show, stories that you have from the field, things that you see out there, no subject too taboo, anything goes. Obviously, we don't necessarily want to compromise client confidentiality. We were talking about getting the podcast started just a little bit before the break. And, you know, one thing for me is this past year and a half, I've been busier than I've ever been before. And it's something that I always wanted to do as well. And I just felt like there was, there was kind of, it was rough to do it because I was so busy, but there was no better time than the present because every conversation I was having was similar to a podcast. And then I think of you, in addition to committing to doing the 60 days of service, which I definitely want to talk about, you committed to doing this podcast at the beginning of the year. You have four kids. You have more than full-time hours as an employee benefits consultant. You're building a national networking organization. You sit on the board of multiple nonprofits. Why not throw a weekly live talk show in there? So 60 days of service on top of it. And 60 days of service on top of it between now and the end of 2021. Yes. So, Tommy D, yes, tell us a little bit about the madness that's going on in your life right now. Oh, here's the deal, man. Look, like I said on the front front of this segment, the like back of the last segment, whatever it is before, I let me just say, like I said before, like you see, I realized like to do this podcast, I needed people around me who knew what to do where I was weak. You know, I'm, it's not about, in my opinion, and I think this goes to a lot of your background, my background in, in outsourcing, whether it be human resources, payroll, benefits, 
God, man, stick to your core. Like, do what it, you're really good at. And like, from from the madness perspective, don't drive yourself mad doing things that you're not good at. So, like in my case, it was like, let's get somebody else doing the things that I just. It's not only that I wasn't good at. Could I figure out the technical side of this? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm not like you know I'm I'm relatively intelligent. I didn't want to, Steve. Like, I don't want to do certain things. That's what I know about myself. There's a whole bunch of things I don't want to do, and there's like three things I want to do all day long. You know, and that's that's kind of it. And, and part of it is looking this beautiful. Like, well, it, I mean, growing not. my hair. I mean, I don't have to do a lot of work for that, but that's the thing I like to do. It's like, I which, like oh, which, by the way, part of the madness of my life. I was talking with Tommy D earlier. I'm wearing a hat right now from Bayonne Country Club, which for some reason. Every time I wear it, anyone I see asks me if it's from Bethpage, which right. is where Tommy D's located. Not far, yeah. Bayonne is in New Jersey, which is where I'm located. So I just figured it was very appropriate for today. Yeah. But, you know, Tommy, the, the madness behind what you do, you know, pre-pandemic, the subject of dealing with small, medium-sized businesses, nonprofits, employee benefits, networking groups, it's a force to be reckoned with all in and of itself. But then you add the complexity of everybody being virtual and homeschooling occurring in the same place as living and occurring in the same place as working and all of the above. And I know you've been banished to the attic, which I hope they feed you there once in a while, which I know you like times a week. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's definitely created a little bit of of a different playing field, which a lot of you know, a lot of it revolves around putting forth the best virtual presentation of yourself, not being afraid to put yourself out there, whether it is a podcast like philanthropy and focus, or it's just talking to folks that are 1000, 2000, 3000 miles away from you that you might not have been talking to in person. So talk to us a little bit about some of, some of what's been going on in in your, in your daily that might be a little different than, than it was before the pandemic. Oh oh man, listen, there's a ton to talk about. I haven't worn dress pants in a year and a half. We can start there, but (laughs) please no pictures. No, no pictures. No. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I will tell you, our business has grown at at a pretty, a pretty nice clip the last year, year and a half, two years. Um, And I've not been on one in-person meeting, whether it be networking, client, prospective client, any of that stuff. We, we, we responded very quickly. Um, March 11th, we were March 11th, 2020. We were in our last meeting at a, an enrollment, open enrollment meeting for a client. We had a, a second meeting on March 18th. And you know, if you're checking your calendar by that point, the world was kind of shut down or at least it was up here in the Northeast. So that meeting was, uh, it was in Bayside Queens on the 11th and it was in the attic on the 18th. And ever since it's kind of just been that way and it's been very efficient. So what's changed? You want to laugh? I don't even know if I should uh, just kind of put this out there, but I will because we're kind of just open. It's what we do. And, and that's just, just between us girls here. Between us, yeah. No, and, and, and thousands of other people. Here's the deal, man. It's funny how I've become sort of like a prima donna in that I don't want to leave the house. Like I don't want to leave to go to meetings for like, like opportunities and stuff where I'm like, I can't, we just do that over the phone. Like, can't, can that be a zoom meeting? Like it's really hot. And like, I don't really want to sit in traffic on the expressway. <laughs> if I lived in Long Island, I have the same attitude. Oh, well, again, the, the, the uh, you, you don't want to sit in traffic on the turnpike, you know, whatever. I, I mean, for me, look, I love being with people. I love being out with people. Um, but it's funny how this has become so efficient. And Steve, to the point earlier about being home and homeschooling and all this kind of stuff, you know, 
we were fortunate out here in, in the district I'm in. Our kids have been back to school since September. Masks and plexiglass and, and you know, Purell everywhere. Shout out to Purell. If you want to sponsor Steve's show on my show, we'd love to have you. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, but all that stuff, masks, Purell, gloves, all that kind of stuff, you know, they were they were in school. So it wasn't as challenging. And, and you talk about being banished to the attic, which has really become kind of a, a funny joke being in the attic. I... <laughs> I made it into a hashtag, hashtag in the attic. All this kind of stuff. You know, thank you for the in the basement hashtag. I appreciate it. Yeah, oh, you got one. There you go. See, just <laughs> you, want, you need hashtag help. Call us up. You know, the idea, the idea behind it was like in March or April, I guess. I was like, oh, I'm stuck in the attic. Like it was kind of a cute, funny thing. Here's the story behind it. February of 2020, I get a phone call from my wife who tells me, hey, listen, I'm thinking of moving you out of your, we have a four bedroom, moving you out of your bedroom. And one of the girls uh, into that room so they could split up and have their own room. And I thought we were negotiating about it. What I didn't realize was all my stuff was already in the attic. <laughs> so I thought it was like a thing like we were going to talk about and like, Oh, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. But in, in fact, what had happened, I was in the attic. So, but a blessing in disguise because I didn't know I was going to be stranded at home working this whole time. Like none of us knew. Right. But I know other people have had challenges. Hey man, I'm trying to do my business from the dining room table where Sonny Boy is on the other side of the table, you know, like doing a Zoom call, doing gym, like doing calisthenic gym in, in the. But uh, you've been extremely, extremely, uh, yeah, effective, almost superhero like, like the picture on your website, yeah. in lending your voice to the efforts and to the nonprofit community. And you morph that into doing 60 days of service before the end of the year. So. Talk to us a little bit about that. Like, how are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? Like, so how have, are you going to arrange it? Oh, is it just paid by numbers? I just have all these numbers. <laughs> and I just have to keep using them. Like, this is a two. This one's an eight. And I just have to keep going until I run out of the numbers. That's how it works. So <laughs> here's how I'm going to do it, man. Look, to me, it was a, it was kind of a funny idea. Like, most things start out as just like anything, right? Like, any. Look around your basement, right? You know, you've heard this. Look, anything you look around and it was all an idea, you know, kind of a figment of somebody's imagination. You know, I don't know why Tesla is coming into my head right now or, or Einstein, right? But there's just ideas, right? <laughs> Funny how I threw myself into the mix with, with Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein and Tommy Absolutely. Dean. Absolutely. I like how it's I right did there. Almost as if I planned that one out. So, um, <laughs> genius. So I, I came up with this idea and I was like, I want to go do 60 days of service. And I didn't really know what it was, but I started saying I was going to do it. And here's the deal, Steve. I'm trying to inspire in other people, my own four children first. I mean, I told you earlier in this conversation that, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't out there doing service on the weekends growing up. You know, I wasn't philanthropic. I wasn't service oriented. I was a good dude, but I just wasn't. So and then having children, and I'm sure you can, can, uh, can reflect this as well. You're some, there are people looking up at you like this for guidance, for vision, for insight, for just the ways to live. And, um, you know, what started out as an idea is now a thing. And like, people are calling me and like, you know, what about if you did something where you're going to do a day service and, and a business puts their corporate team in, involved or has their corporate team involved and do the day service with you? A friend of mine sent me a picture similar to the stuff you like to do. Uh, I made a comment in a meeting about Forrest Gump. And I said, remember that scene in Forrest Gump when Forrest is running down the street and like there's nobody with him. And then there's like a whole bunch of people with him. I'm like, that's what 60 days of service is. And maybe it's only me running the whole time. I don't run very well. So it'll be a long, like a kind of a brisk walk. Either. I'm past my Yeah, So you can walk next to me. But here's, it, it was more about let's show people. For some people, 
whether it's based on ability, uh, schedule, geography, maybe you can't do 60 days of service because it's kind of bonkers, right? But you could do, maybe you could do a day of service a year or a day of service a month. And what do I mean by service? Um, last weekend, the book fairies, we were out there sorting books. Uh, upcoming in September, I'm going to be uh, working at a golf outing for an organization that uh, I'm very close with here on Long Island. I'm going to be, you know, look, Steve, you and I playing golf outings all the time. I'm I do enjoy gonna, the occasional golf outing. hundred percent, right? But I'm not going to play that day. I'm going to work that day. I'm going to be yes. selling raffles. I'm going to be moving baskets around the table. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the golf cart, like uh, taking pictures. I don't know. The point of it is, this goes back to what I said in earlier today. Philanthropy service is not just about writing big checks, man. You can make yeah. an impact, right? My friend was on my show a couple weeks ago. I know you want to say something, but this is how it's going to be when it's you and me on a show, right? <laughs> so, so my friend, my friend Aaron Dinan, shout out Aaron. K- wow, dude, that's faster than I was even. How did you do that? You, he, I, dude, I, I, Aaron Dinan, one, one, one sandwich at a time. We're like really connected, you and me. One sandwich at a time. Aaron comes on the show. Incredible story, but but the idea is she, she's making sandwiches. She's she's making an impact. Hundred sandwich challenge, Steve. I challenge you to the hundred sandwich challenge. You and the kids make they eat them. No, well, I can do it. <laughs> I, can, I can do it. Different challenge. No, they're not for you. They're for other. People. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> other people. Okay, other yeah. people. Yeah, no, I can do that. I, I love the idea. Of, I am actually a very articulate sandwich maker. It, it might take me a little longer than the others, but it'll be good. I promise. That's an inter- interesting way to talk about making a sandwich. I didn't know you could <laughs> articulately make a sandwich, but <laughs> you can. A little OCD. I'm not going to lie. Here's the deal though. You, you can, well, I, the better promotion would be, let's watch you eat a hundred sandwiches and like raise <laughs> money for that. That I like better. No, but with, with Aaron and her thing, it was like, let's just make an impact and, and let's make a hundred sandwiches. If I challenge you and, and you and your, your family, you guys make a hundred sandwiches, right? And you challenge, remember that ice bucket thing? I was, I didn't really yeah. know much about anything with philanthropy back then, but that had, that went viral. Like what if we challenge each other to make a hundred sandwiches and then you take those sandwiches and you bring those sandwiches, um, you know, out to a shelter. There's so many, what's the, we talked a lot on that show and check it out here on, on talkradio.nyc. You can see that show with Aaron one sandwich at a time. But we talked about the ripple effect, Steve. What is the ripple effect of you making 100 sandwiches and your your children seeing that? And doesn't that change the trajectory of their life? What's the ripple effect of me doing 60 days of service and people getting impacted? Not because I'm so great, man. It's about it's about helping. It has a lot to do with what you have written on your shirt in a bunch of these pictures that I've been flashing around, which highlights be the good, be the miracle, be just of that mindset. It doesn't mean like have to be perfect be a saint or anything like that just a day or two it's not 60 days it's you know it's something that's on everybody's to-do list is yeah i want to donate this charity that they give an effort here but just actually do it and that's that's to me and i think you said it great there is just motivating people to do it just at least once not 60 days but just one day of service and if 60 works for you do freaking 60 and if 120 do 120 i don't know but but make an impact man just do something From Weekend Insight to Monday Impact, you heard it here first with me and with Tommy D, the Director of Strategic Alliances at Vanguard and the host of Philanthropy and Focus. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back everybody always friday with me Stephen fry your smb guy we're chatting with my good man tommy demisa tommy d founder of founder of philanthropy and focus host of philanthropy and focus national director of the networking group as well as employee benefits consultant with the vanguard insurance agency don't forget people if you like smb discussion entrepreneurial talk you're somebody who's going up, looking to go out there and start your own business. Please stay with talkradio.nyc. Listen to the entrepreneurial web with Jeremiah Fox, bound to pick up some pearls of wisdom. We're going to bring things home with Tommy D here and get into the messaging part of the show. What weekend insight can folks take away to make a Monday impact? And, you know, I always think of you as a massive people person, Tommy D. I, I look at myself that way. I think we're cut from similar cloth, you know, not to put myself in the same category as you, but uh, I I just love hanging with you, man. I'm so happy we were able to do this, but strive to work with people who are looking to be better people, the folks who are looking to bring forward the best version of themselves. I think that's one thing that really kind of unites the both of us, things that we're looking for, but bring it home for us here. What weekend insight can folks take away to make the Monday impact? You know, man, first of all, you know, As much as like uh, the Tommy D fan that I am, and I, I do say that because I love the character of Tommy D. I, I, that sounds crazy, folks. I know it sounds like this guy's an egomaniac. It isn't that. It's 
I'm just like, I, I like this, this character, the, the guy, the whole thing. Um, for you to say like, you're not in the same class, that's ridiculous. You're, you're making an incredible impact. I hate, I, I hate that you would even think that. I'm just a dude just trying to freaking make the world a little better, man. Love you. Here's the deal though. I have this for you. You know what's get uncomfortable is what I have to say. Like get freaking uncomfortable. Back at the beginning of this year, I was asked to shoot a video. It's like, I was asked to do a video for uh, you know, a colleague of ours. I think you know him as well, Vic Rajan. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. friend of the network, friend of ours, TNG, everything like that. Video socials, phone blogger, and uh, his gang asked me to do a video about you know, what are you going to do for the new year? How do you make an impact? And again, we're coming out of 2020, going into this year. And I and I did this video where I was ranting. I was up like this. I was like, get freaking uncomfortable. Like that's what I kept saying. And I, because I was like, get you know what? I had this this poster above the, like next to my bed, and I actually had all my kids printed out, my wife printed out, and I made everybody sign it, even when they couldn't sign their own name, and put it up on their wall. It says, "Life begins at the end of your comfort zone." And I believe Absolutely. that, Steve. I freaking believe Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it sucks sometimes, and it's scary as hell. And I gotta tell you. I do my show every Friday. I was still anxious coming on your show today, man. And you know what, though? <laughs> but isn't that because, I guess, you know, I remember, like, celebrities talk about that. Isn't that because we care? Like, isn't that because yes. – but I will tell you this funny part. So <clears throat> my friend and I are considering uh, putting another show together on a network. And about four years ago, she invited me to come on her podcast. And I said, absolutely not. And I'm still the same character, still Tommy D, the whole thing, Right. But I was so freaked out to hear my own voice, like in recording. And I love my own voice, but it was still freaking me out because I was worried, like, what if I say something stupid? And now I'm, uh, you know, four years older. I guarantee I'm going to say something stupid. So it's always. <laughs> I would consider it a very likely event with me. hundred percent. I mean, I can only imagine somebody. I hope somebody's keeping track of how many stupid things I said the last fifty-eight minutes or something. <laughs> but it, and like, who cares? The point is, isn't that how we grow? You know, stretch yourself, grow, get uncomfortable. So when you come out, if you're listening to this today on Friday, and you get back to the office on Monday. What is that thing? What's that chicken list? What's that thing you didn't try? Is it a marketing thing? Is it a call? Is it a prospect, you know, that you're kind of reaching for that you're not sure your firm can serve that level of business? Freaking do it. Like freaking do it. It's a mindset thing. So push through, take those challenges and get uncomfortable. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. I think we heard it during our childhood and I, I agree. Most of it is mindset. It's if whether you, I've been watching a lot of Boss Baby as of late with my oh, kids. I don't know about you. Loves it. Loves it. <laughs> <laughs> and just here, it's like whether you think you can or you think you can, you're right. Yes. So yeah. that just kind of resonates. We love, we love the Boss Baby over here. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Before we close this out here, Tommy D, I want to share with everybody the answers to the three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? Who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, your favorite movie character, and this was no shock to me, Michael Corleone from The Godfather. Michael, you're a big Al Pacino fan, apparently, according to your answers. But, you know, Michael being portrayed by Al Pacino, twice nominated Academy Awards wise, youngest son of Vito Corleone, Sicilian immigrant, builds an empire here in the U.S., but upon his father's death, sorry, spoiler alert for people. I'm sure you've all seen the movie by now. Uh, but, you know, Michael succeeds as the daughter, the leader of the family. In 2003, I don't know if you know this, Michael Corleone was recognized as the 11th most iconic villain in film history by the American Film Institute. Although 
some critics consider him to be a tragic hero, which I, I kind of agree with, actually. But uh, as you well know, I do like to join the guest in the pictures here. So there's me as Fabrizio right there. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's Apollonia when the car blows up. The whole thing. Oh. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to spoil everything for everybody, man. You know what, Steve, <laughs> listen, it can't be a spoiler. The movie came out almost 50 years ago. If you haven't seen these movies yet, I don't yeah, know. You, you got to get a TV or something, man. Yeah, something. But my, uh, Tommy Deke didn't hold there. He gave me another answer, which was actually two weeks in a row, a favorite movie character being Tony Montana. Yeah. Scarface, Al Pacino, once again. Tommy Deke, you look phenomenal as both. One, you know, emb- embodying the rise from the bottom to the top. And Tommy D and, and I can both relate to working for other folks out there and starting to try to build something and build your own following and messaging uh-huh. and all of that. And it's... It's just it's the perfect storm of everything all at once. All of us have a story to tell as people and as business owners and even as employees of these businesses. Like everybody's got a story to tell. Yeah. But you got to have the right the right people by your side to be able to tell it with. So, you know, Tommy D, folks like myself, Tommy D, it's, you know, uh, you, you make a phenomenal, <laughs> you make a phenomenal Tony Montana and Michael Corleone. You know, you know what I used to tell people? I know we're going to draw to a close, but I used to tell people like when I grow my beard really long that I was going to be in the prequel for Serpico. That I was like, <laughs> these are the same people I would say that I just did two episodes of, uh, of SVU. All of this was not real, but I thought it was funny at the time. So. <laughs> uh, I love SVU too. It's a you know, law and order. My wife's yeah. an attorney, so it's something that's always been big for us. Number two, favorite movie or TV show. We went with Blow. Yeah, look at that Story- <laughs> the story of George Young, along with the Medellin cartel headed by Pablo Escobar, established the American cocaine market in the 70s and, and the United States. You know, it sounds like it might be a little risque, but there's a lot here that's you know good analogy for folks that do uh, you know the things that Tommy D does that we do and all of that. Uh, there's it's an adaptation actually to a Bruce Porter 1993 book, Blow: How a Small Town Boy Made a Hundred Million Dollars with the Medellin Cocaine Cartel and Lost It All. It's based on the real life story. Once again, the film's title, you know, slang for the term cocaine, obviously, but you know, there's a, there's there's you with Derek for real. Derek for real. (laughs) (laughs) Rock star among rock stars. I had a hard time putting me in a picture with you, but you know, before we say bye, 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 as uh, Diego Delgado said, the uh, favorite instrument and artist you'd like to hear play it. You didn't really give an instrument, but I'm going to go with the human voice because that's what you and I like to shoot off. But the artist you said you wanted to make sure you saw yourself as was none other than James Douglas Morrison. And I can't believe he's been gone for 50 years at this point. Songwriter, poet, lead vocalist of the rock band The Doors, due to his wild personality, poetic lyrics, distinctive voice, unpredictable, erratic performance, dramatic circumstances surrounding his life, early death. He is regarded by music critics and you know, real music fans at large as one of the most iconic and influential frontmen in rock history. Uh, <laughs> there's me uh, arresting you at some point. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's funny because he's got so many occupations just like all of us do. You know, he's a poet, lyricist, vocalist, all of that. Just a master of words, a master of his craft. So love the answer. But you also gave me another one, which was Revolution, which is something I got to check out, a reggae music band that's formed in uh, Ila Vista, California. The current members of Revolution 
you know, group of folks that had attended and completed school at UC Santa Barbara. So definitely something that I, I got to get into, even though there's a picture of me and you jamming together as Revolution. I, on I saw them at a Red Rocks <clears throat> out in Colorado, man. Just and the the vibes, the stories that they're telling are so good. So I know we're running out of time, man. But it, for that, I am jealous because uh, I am dying to see a live show at Red Rocks. I have been there, but not when live music is there as well as the gorge out in George Washington. So if we can make that happen together or separate, I don't no, I don't really care. I just want to make it happen at some point. Let's go. That's all. But uh, we're going to rock out here. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about a touch of ginger. We're going to be speaking with Ginger Johnson, speaker, author, coach, purveyor of crazy energy with Ginger Johnson, LLC, mutual friend of Tommy DeVisa and myself. Awesome. But until awesome. then, Tommy D, thank you so much for being here once again. Love you, brother. Love you, and brother. I know we've been looking forward to this for a long time. It's just phenomenal. Thank you for thank you for joining us once again. It's always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week at 11 a.m. Eastern time, right after Philanthropy and Focus with the one, the only, Tommy DeMista. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Thanks, guys. that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. About the conversation around racism. Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? 
Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL, every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 